listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. I fucking hate Donald Trump. Well, yeah. So do we. Duh. Don't we all? God, I'm so pissed. You know, we we try really hard to not be political on Nerds Do on we? Film. I don't try. <laughs> Sarah's like, nope. <laughs> no, and that's true. You guys are getting scared. I'm Brian's scared. Brian's Nerdtopia we try not to. Well, so here's Nerdtopia. the thing. I, I check 538.com on, uh-huh. on the regular because I just really, really want to know how fucked this country is or not. Um, <laughs> I want to take a litmus test. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm just saying that Right now, as of today, if the if the election were held today, there's a 74% chance that Hillary Clinton would win the ah. election. With a 50, between a 54 or 55, sorry, between 54 and 57% of the uh, electoral college votes. Mm. It's like, it's like if, if Trump won, it'd be like when Bush won the first time, but like worse. Keep yeah. in mind though that Bush lost the, the, the popular vote. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, but no, no. the fact so, that he won was such a controversy. That's because the Supreme Court elected our president in that instance. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. supposed to go to the House of Representatives, but yeah. we forgot to do that. <laughs> um, Oops. Whoopsies. So, anyway. Um, case in point, it's every single outcome has Hillary ahead just by, it's just it's by how small the margin is or not. Yeah. Uh, in both popular vote and in both electoral vote. So. Hey guys, I saw. All right, saw... it's been 90 seconds. That's all I'll allow of pol- politics and shit. So I, I, so I want to switch things. I was driving today and I saw a billboard and it had like Pokemon cartoons on it. Like it looked like a Pokemon advertisement. <laughs> I looked closer and it was for this website called stdcheckup.com. Nice. <laughs> and the quote was, don't, you don't want to catch them all. Nice. <laughs> That's like, how they should oh. do it. Make Pokemon cards for health class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That Chlamydia. is awesome. STD yeah, so, go. So let's talk about into death. You mean Tinder? <laughs> I was at this chick's house and she was apparently a gym for a chlamydia. So <laughs> All right. So that was gym. That was that was the STD cl- go. That was like the STD go app, basically. STD go. <laughs> you have HIV. It evolves into AIDS. Oh my god. Wow. <gasps> my HIV evolved into AIDS. <laughs> of all the people oh. I thought would ever make the first AIDS joke on nerd on nerds on film, I thought it was Sean. I know. That cannot be oh, the first AIDS on. joke. I've made an AIDS joke before. I think it might actually be the first time we've ever done an AIDS joke. It came out of my mouth at least. Shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh. Well, according Jesus. to South Park, it's funny again. So, um, so what has everyone seen lately? Uh, well, so recently, like just a couple of days before recording, uh, Luke Cage came out Ooh. on Netflix. Tell me all. I am four episodes in right now. Ooh. Spoiler free, spoiler free, please. Spoiler. Yeah. No, no, no. This Same. is no spoilers. Good. It was so before it came out, my theory was that Luke Cage was going to be like Jessica Jones. And Daredevil meets the get down. Yeah. And I am, am not wrong. Ooh. Like and the it. get down is awesome. If, if people haven't watched it already, they need to watch that. it. It's so freaking good. Um, so this, it's very similar. It's basically like watching, it's basically like watching Jessica Jones, but for a black audience. Ooh. And it is awesome. The soundtrack is killer. <laughs> I basically compared it the way like, so the way I think the biggest strength in Daredevil is the the biggest wow factor is the fight choreo in Daredevil. Fuck yeah. I think the biggest wow factor in Jessica Jones is how they writ- wrote psychology into the script. Shit, yeah. And then yeah. for this one, the soundtrack. It just 
and completely encapsulates encapsulates the feeling. Nice. There, the intro feels like a black exploitation kind of intro. Um, some of the I hear music, like sex on that show too. I hear right? a lot of sex. <laughs> um, there's there's been some, not a whole heck of a lot. Um, from where we're at right now. Cool. Um, cool. I will admit that the pacing is a little bit slower. Um, and there's some exposition, expositional scenes that are kind of meandering a little bit script wise, mm-hmm. but that's like basically putting at, at a, like an eight and a half out of 10. Um, this show is pretty high praise, wildly entertaining. The acting is fantastic. Alfred Woodard's in it. You know, Ooh. I love my girl. Is she the same character? She's not the same character. No, okay. she, she plays a, a, plays a council, a councilwoman in this oh, okay. one. Um, the guy who plays Remy Dalton in um, House of Cards is in this. Oh, I love him. Ali. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool. and he's local, by the way. He's from the Bay Area. Oh, nice. And and Mike Coulter, the guy who plays Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, obviously do, reprising that role. And he is awesome and fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so like... <laughs> yes, I hear, I hear that Luke Cage, much like in Jessica Jones, has a lot of sex in this TV Well, show. so far, he's only had sex in one. And, and, but it was in the and, first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wasn't it still, for a while? But still, and yes. um, and then the, the I don't know the actress who plays um, the detective. Her name's Misty. Her character is rad. Ooh. She is just a super powerful woman nice. um, who just kind of kicks ass and takes names. Sign and, me up, dude. Yeah, and she's... And the acting is superb on all fronts. Does it take place before or after Jessica Jones, during Jessica Jones at all? Do you see Jessica Jones or is it all In the first before? four episodes, I haven't seen her. My my inclination is that it's happening after. See, that's my okay. question too. Like, yeah. Should I finish Jessica Jones and then watch Luke Cage? No, okay. it doesn't matter. At okay. this point, it doesn't matter. I haven't finished Jessica Jones yet. Well, you should. Of all, you need to finish Jessica Jones because it's awesome. I know. And yeah. it feels, but the end of it feels so good, Roxy. It's really triggering though. It is a lot of triggering stuff. Hence why the ending is so important. Okay. Okay. There's there's a certain level of release at the end. That's good to hear. Um, but there's a yeah, no, you don't you don't necessarily have to watch Jessica Jones, but like they're like just like they do in Daredevil and Jessica Jones, they refer to the Avengers. Um and you know, when people start realizing his power, the fact that he's indestructible, they're kind of like you're one of them, aren't you? And so, so there's a certain aspect of that. But whereas, like Jessica Jones is like I don't know where Jessica Jones really takes place somewhere in New York. And then you know Daredevil's very focused on Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. This one is focused on Harlem, right? Cool. And and so what's supposed to be the new Harlem Renaissance? That's rad. And yeah. so it's just so freaking good. Everybody needs. And I'm again, I'm only four episodes in, and I'm like trying to mainline the show right I've now. I've heard they mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin got to see the first seven episodes. Um, and they couldn't, there's a whole lot they couldn't say because they were under NDA, but mm-hmm. they, they highly recommend the show. Yeah. Highly recommend the show. Yeah. yeah. I think they're saying yeah. actually it's the best Marvel TV show that, that has come out. Damn, so, that's high praise. Yeah. I, I would, yeah. I mean, considering that I feel like, I don't know, I feel like d- that Jessica Jones was just slightly better than Daredevil. Yeah. I think this is on par with Jessica Jones for me. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Good, good shit, y'all. Yep. Good shit. Yep. Do you want to just go around Robin? What yeah. else? Yes, what else? Well, Vanessa and I went and saw Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, my God. How was that? it? So good. Yeah? So the funny thing is we saw it. It was great. And I can't name, remember the name of the studio, but they're the same studio that did Paranorman. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. old school, you know, marionettes. Claymation, stop, motion, no, claymation. stop motion animation. Stop motion. With a little bit of computer for That's you know great. for nuancing and for special well, effects. Isn't the same people who did Book of uh, Book of Life too? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, DreamWorks. 
No, it's not. It's um, it's a separate studio name. I can't mm. remember. But um, I think they did Book of Life and Coraline, mm. and they also did Paranorman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll look it up in a minute. Um, Sarah's looking it up right How now. Was it? No, I'm not. But oh, I can. she's not. Um, it was great. Mm. And then the thing that really blew my mind was 30 minutes after I saw the movie mm-hmm. because we were we were driving home, and it sunk in. Is it holy fuck? This movie is about existentialism. Ooh. It's a children's movie that deals with existentialism. Cool. Yep. Um, because the whole idea is that like, so his his mother, Kubo's mother is like a warrior who we don't know who she really is. Uh-huh. Her identity is kind of concealed until about halfway through the movie. Oh. But we also don't know about who his father really is mm-hmm. until about halfway through the movie and what happened to him. Um, and then really, this is about a kid who's trying to figure out who he is. That's great. So... And this whole idea of existence preceding essence, and um, it's really, really fascinating. And it, when you think it, when you look at it from the prism of existentialism, it's even more interesting. But it's still humorous. It has fantastic action sequences for a live, for a stop motion animation movie. How's the voice acting? Voice acting is killer. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Hey. Spect- and he lost the tech. He dropped the Texan accent oh he can actually God. do that i know he can right actually do that i know that i know right <laughs> uh, it makes bad. you think wait who is that voice and then you realize it's him finally mm-hmm. but yeah because he drops the text i accent. love doing that in those animated films like trying to figure out who the actor is oh yeah not looking it it's up. great like um i forgot i didn't even realize charlie's theron was That's was right. the uh was the mother I thought for most of the movie it was charlotte johansson because because they have a somewhat of a similar they do have a similar, similar sound tone. it was yeah. charlie's theron and then uh i can't try to remember who the who the grandfather was, who's essentially the, the production villain. company is Leica. Leica, that's what it is. That's L E I K A. Yeah. Um, great. I cannot recommend it enough. I don't think it's still in theaters. I think by this point, it's probably no. It's still uh, in theaters. Is it still in theaters? Okay. As of this recording, which is early October, by the time it's released, I don't know if it will still be. But mm. when if you kids' movies stay in forever, Brian, they well, leave them in there forever. If it is still in theaters, please go see it, even if it's at a second run theater. Uh, if it's not. By all means, please get it on whatever system you you need to for home video. No. Um, so so worth it. Definitely think it's going to be one of the Oscar. nominations for animated feature. Yeah, just like Paranorman was. It's sure. it was fantastic. So speaking of possible nominations for best animated feature, I watched The Little Prince. Ooh, mm. how was it? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Is it computer or is it stop oh, yeah. motion? No, it's all computerized. Okay. Um, and oh my goodness, wow. Actually, I correct me. I I make a correction. Half of it is computerized, and the second half is stop motion. Interesting. So they do an intertwining of both. So it's two narratives going at the same time. Uh, one narrative is of this little girl who meets this old man who's her new neighbor. And this old man is, uh, he introduces her to the story of the little prince. And that's when you go into the fantastical world of stop motion. Oh, okay. The texturized uh, version of the story is a callback to the fact that it's a storybook. Right. So they're trying to make it look like the characters are built out of paper. Yeah. Uh, which it's brilliantly done. I mean, it's seamless. It's so beautiful, you guys. Yeah. It's such a gorgeous movie. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that Netflix picked it up because I know. that movie was like it was canceled. Its release was canceled like a week before it was supposed yeah, to come out. That pissed in me theaters. off. Theaters, yeah. So bad. Such a bad choice. But you know what, though, I was really happy to be able to watch it and you know with the intimacy of in on my own laptop with my own sort of uh with me myself and I because that movie is such a personal story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, everybody's going to have their own reactions to it. It's going to bring out a lot of different... Um, I mean, everyone who I've talked to that's seen it, they've all had the same sort of emotional response in the mm-hmm. sense that it's brought a lot of tears. It's really sentimental and beautiful and all that. Um, but it's going to make you think a lot about the status and the nature of our current society mm-hmm. and how we are really becoming so detached. Um and we've lost sight of what really matters in the sense of we've lost connection to our own inner children and how uh, much pain we are really avoiding. I mean, by... isn't that that's a pretty common theme for the, the Little Prince story, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, that, that's it's, it's one of those things much... that the story is so old at this point. Shit, it's like yeah. a constant. Yeah, like yeah. We, we're always forgetting where we came from. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and um, they handle the concept of death and loss mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah. Not just actual death, but like the death of a marriage. Yeah. Um, the death of a family uh, in the sense of separation and moving to a new place mm-hmm. and um, fear of, of disappro- disappointing your family in so many more ways than one. The mother-daughter relationship in this mm-hmm. film I thought was really well done. Okay. And, I mean, this is computer animation. This is animation. Like... It just, oh, God, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was nominated for Best Film. Yeah. Instead of just Best Animated Picture because it was nice. so damn good. Good. So I really, 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 really loved it. Good. Sean? <laughs> I think the last thing I saw in the theater was Suicide Squad. But being in Las Vegas and being in hotels, you have that wonderful group of movies that's not quite on video yet and not quite in theaters. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You mean the porn? No. No. <laughs> Although that was well acted. <laughs> and, uh, the production value compared to this compared to this you know like crappy hotel amateur stuff that you see on Pornhub it's the production value really it makes a difference yeah. <laughs> felt like I was there felt but no I watched a pretty I watched a movie that I enjoyed but was pretty terrible uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates oh, oh that movie was hilarious oh. it was really funny but I mean like the, the story structure and how I knew exactly every, as soon as the movie started I was like okay here's the framework this is gonna happen this is gonna happen they're gonna fuck it up all this stuff but what saved the movie is I love Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick, especially together. Oh, yeah. And I really loved uh, I, I really love Zach Efron now. I used to despise him. I was like that little fucking high school musical piece of shit. But he's <laughs> hilarious now. He does really good uh, comedic performances. Yeah. And Adam, Adam Devine, or is it Devine? Devine. Yeah, from Workaholics. He yeah. was really funny. A little over the top in a couple spots. You got it. You got it. Uh, you Steven got it. Root. Paid. Amazing character actor, probably the most subdued I've ever seen him in a movie. He kind of just played a guy that was there as the dad. Who, who's uh, that? Steven Root played the the father. Yeah. He's the uh, he's um Milton from uh, the Office Space. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw this movie he's a couple radio. months ago. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. No, it was really funny and everything, but like as a story, like I was not yeah. impressed with it. As at a all. story, I think Dave and I went and saw this, and uh, as a story, it's. It's very cookie cutter, though. I will say that one of the things they they could have done and they didn't do is, you know, there's always the in a comedy of errors type of like story. There's always the trope of they find out in the the second act that the women are or the characters hiding something, mm-hmm. and that's what actually is like the linchpin for the third act. Yeah, they didn't go that route. Oh, they find out about the, the characters are hiding something, then they find out about, it, and then they just move on with the story. Really? So I was like, okay. You've got me there. I'm not. I'm. I'm on board with whether it, something else ends up happening that ends uh-huh. up push. I don't want to spoil it. That pushes things into the third act, um, but it's not the hidden the the revealing about what their hmm, backstories really are. Yeah, huh? it's something else. Interesting. That, that so, kind of pushes away from it being a typical trope. Then 
Correct. But if you see it for anything, see it for Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza. Okay. Oh, and the outtakes at the end. Oh, yeah. The outtakes are great. I Um, love it. I wanted to give a quick update because this just happened, like breaking news. Uh, Mm. You were speaking about how Luke uh, Cage had just dropped. Um, Netflix is down right now. What? Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. No! No! I was just watching Amanda Knox. No. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to know what happened to Amanda Knox. God damn it. Katie's but I was, watching The Corpse Bride downstairs. But I was juggling Netflix. Frasier and Luke Cage. This is bullshit. So um, Netflix is aware of the issue, and they're working on fixing the outage. Oh, by but, the way, this is pre-recorded, everybody. Don't go freaking out right now, because you're yeah. not going to get this for like No, this is as of October 1st. <laughs> yeah. Keep... Lifetime, y'all. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm just saying that I think it's funny because... It, Luke Cage dropped what like last night, basically. Yeah, but I'm really then. So I, then that makes me the server. probably. But it makes me really glad though because now I know that Reed's not watching it without me. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so, I guess I might as well just watch porn. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? Netflix is down. Time to go to porn. Hulu. Fucking HBO <laughs> Go. We were talking about the our topic for the uh... guys. Westworld. It's premiering tonight. Oh, is that tonight? Shoot, I, I don't have no it recorded. No, Sunday night. Sorry, just kidding. HBO oh. Go. HBO Go, you can yeah. figure it out. HBO and Go Ash vs. the Evil Dead Season 2 premieres tomorrow night, too. Yeah. On Star And I, yeah, I had no I, idea I Anthony Hopkins was in it until I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Creator. Yeah. Looks yeah. sick. Exciting. Speaking of movies that look sick. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Nerds on Film. <laughs> just you need to wait so do no, the, it's do on, the that intro. Note, on that note can i do note, it i'm doing the intro with confidence right yeah. and on that note <laughs> on that note motherfuckers welcome to nerds on film i'm roxy noberry i'm sean moriarty i'm brian moriarty and i am sarah ashley and we just roxy fuck you with some dude you did the reverse of this all of a sudden i feel like we're in the bizarro universe this is a remake of our nerdonomy normal season like, remakes brian i'm, I'm gonna f- I'm, i feel like we're gonna like find out that we're underwater <laughs> dave's gonna walk in and he's black and his son Deshaun is white <laughs> <laughs> actually speaking of Deshaun, dave actually met him at vegas yeah, there actually was a, a, a blackjack dealer named Deshaun in Vegas. <laughs> Shout out to I Deshaun. found you. Did he go up there and be like, I found you, finally. <laughs> he didn't have the balls. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, dude. No, I'm here to blow your mind. It just, it's just, yeah. it's that way. So let, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about famous horror film remakes. Because we haven't talked about remakes enough, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. <laughs> but you know, we're going to talk not just about famous, but infamous remakes. In- infamous? In- That's even more famous than famous. I love right? the enthusiasm, Brian. Just keep it right there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the, the number one, and I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like the number one remake that I think of when people think of, of horror remakes is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. at the bar. I feel like that was like probably one of the most popular ones in recent years. That it was, but it wasn't. I have problems with that one. You didn't like it? I was not a huge fan. I thought I didn't like Jessica Biel in it at all, and I thought that there was a little something from the original uh, that almost made it half found footagey that they lost with the remake. That one, it was popular though, and it spawned like two a a sequel and a prequel, right? Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Two, and then like Texas Chainsaw the Beginning. Maybe let's clarify a little bit what we're talking about when we talk about the remakes tonight, because there's a lot of different versions of remakes out there, specifically like 
um, remakes of Japanese horror films that yeah. are fairly new. So, I think so, like an import, like the ring, so like the or ring, the grudge, grudge or yeah. stuff like that. But I think we should talk about like uh, ho- remake of remakes of horror films that are American films from sure. like the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So like The Hills Have Eyes, Last House yeah. on the Left, uh, mm-hmm. Poltergeist, Carrie. Like- yeah, exactly. The Omen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's yeah. let's kind well, of we're gonna go if we're gonna tonight. go pre seventies Psycho. <laughs> yeah, oh, that too. That too. <sighs> Psycho, I think, is more psychological thriller than it is horror yeah, movie. Sure. Let's, oh, let's we're in the genre button, conversation but... again. <laughs> no, I mean, genre I mean... semantics with Brian Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> And then Night of the Living Dead was also remade. Evil Dead so. and all that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the funny thing is, I've seen a lot of these originals, uh-huh. but I actually haven't wanted to watch the remake because they're so good as they are. Like, I don't know what I they know. could do differently about them. I know, but they're so campy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, I think, like, Night of the Living Dead, the original is is pitch perfect. It fits the time period mm-hmm. beautifully. Um Texas Chainsaw Massacre to this day, the original one, is still disturbing. It still scares the crap out of me. Shit, yeah, man. And then that's what they always say about older movies. Oh, those guys aren't those aren't scary anymore. Like I think the Friday the thirteenth ones uh-huh. don't yeah. hold up. But <laughs> you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, at least the the first one, absolutely still holds up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street though holds up and the remake, mmm. Did not. I yeah. feel. I feel like people just forgot about it. I asked someone. I was like, "Did you ever see the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street?" And they're like, "There was a remake." And I was like, "Yeah, it's only six. It was like six years ago. It was 2010." They go, "I don't even remember hearing about." Yeah, that. I mean, Jackie. Yeah. And I feel bad for Jackie Earl Haley because he's a great he's awesome. actor. He was awesome, though. I'd say he was probably the one forgiving piece about that whole. thing. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he was a pretty good Freddy, but just like, uh, I don't. They they try to stray too much from the story of the, sometimes to be like, yeah. oh, you know, this has been retread, but something yeah. like. And I'll talk about this later, but with like the new Evil Dead, they kept a lot of the thematic things similar. Yeah. Mm. And didn't try to go too far off and just made it a different set of characters. And I felt yeah. like they sure. failed doing that with the new I feel I feel really bad because I know Vanessa has seen all of these movies and the remakes of them and she'd be way more qualified to talk about this than I would. <laughs> but she's not here, so I'm just gonna probably take a back seat. It's okay. Well, and I was thinking you know, before we were were about to record, I was mentioning that on the podcast last year a couple of years ago. It was a couple of years ago. Shit, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, y'all. Somewhere around there, I I had a, a precog moment where I was like, you know what movie should be remade? Poltergeist. Yeah. Hey-o. Uh-huh. And then they did mm-hmm. because apparently people listen to my boobs. <laughs> to your tits. Um, <laughs> to my precognitive breasts. Yes. And did that happen in Vegas, too? Did people just put their ears up to it? They're like, hello. Uh, no, just your just your wife. Yes. That's right. I have photographic proof of that. No, Jester, can't see was it during the bachelorette party? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. We have we have pictures of it when we were like, let's take a nerd picture, and all of us got together, and then Katie came up and quite literally face planted into my breast. <laughs> yes. yes. No. No. I think I, I think I was there for that. Yes, one. you were. Oh, yeah, yes, Brian, I was. were there for that. Um, I just I was drunk, and but, so was Gabe doing the whole like blowjob yeah. face thing. Um, and I, I had know. and I so I said that yes, oh, it should be remade, and then I didn't actually see the remake because it seemed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see the Evil Dead remake and I thought it was so really like extra terrifying as compared mm-hmm. to how campy the original was. It is definitely it is super terrifying. Um I appreciate though that there are certain things from the original films that it does call back to. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. um and subtle things too, like that the Ash character 
is somewhat dressed the sem- similarly that she has to cut her hand off, mm-hmm. uh, which is very Evil Dead Part Two, I think. And mm-hmm. no, does, he does it in Evil Dead as well. Does he do it in Evil yeah, Dead? Yeah. So Evil Dead Two is effectively a remake of Evil Dead. Got it. It's pretty yeah. much the same story, but a little bit more so, and arguably better in certain parts. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this trend of these remakes being? sort of serious dramatizations of these super campy, super 70s, poofy-haired comedies. Well, the first Evil Dead was trying to be a really terrifying horror movie, and if you watch it, the tone of it is very more straightforward. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have any comedy elements like Evil Dead 2 did, and that's how... You see a progression from Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness. Evil Dead 2 had comedy stuff. So for that example... I think that this one was trying to do what they were trying to do, which was scare the shit out of people back in 1981. Or, like, what what else? Are you you talking about, like, Last House on the Left and other ones that had some more? Last House on the Left, I'm also talking about uh, Friday the 13th, no, not Friday the 13th, um, uh, uh, Elm Street, you know, Mm -hmm. with the uh, Jackie Earl Haley remake. It was much more dramatic, much more serious. Yep. Um, Yep. I'm also talking about Fright Night. You guys remember Fright Night? Yeah. Well, um, is it is it that people are just? I mean, I think sometimes they're kind of angling to to make it scarier. Yeah. Because now they have the technology. The, we have the technology. <laughs> That's we can yeah. rebuild it. <laughs> I think you know. I've always said that you know if you can do something different with it other than just amplify the production value, remake the movie however you want. But like, if I, when I think about movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, how that was such a specifically inspired moment from Wes Craven and yeah. what in a specific time period especially with the with other movies like the Friday the 13th films too like that was all that was all about their statement about teenage sexuality and oh, like yeah. the rent mm-hmm. it was running rampant and well it's not that teenage sexuality doesn't exist today because obviously it still does but what it just, no. but it just it doesn't feel as poignant anymore, yeah, you know. Yeah, you. So why remake this the story? Yeah, yeah. And are those so so talking about the first Nightmare on Elm Street and the first Friday the Thirteenth, I think that they did take a more serious approach, and the campy parts of it just have to do with the fact of how low budget they were. Mm-hmm. Because these remakes now, these are actually after all the sequels, that's when they really got ridiculous. Like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth two through twelve are horrible, <laughs> except for New Nightmare, except for New Nightmare, which was a reimagining, which I really liked. And and Freddy versus the, uh, Jason is yeah. just yeah, Freddy so... versus Jason was cool, but ridiculous. But now, exactly. now when they're remaking these, these properties are big names now. They're 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 big. They're their own businesses essentially. So they're taking them more seriously. They're pumping more money into them, and that's why they're going that way because they can try to terrify people by being more uh, serious about it. Because before, some of the like I was saying with the sequels, the serious parts. The unserious parts are just because it's so fucking shitty. They oh, yeah. couldn't pay decent actors. You could see, like, boom mics hanging in the background. Right. Yeah. Right. What'd you guys think of uh, the Carrie remake? I didn't see it. Chloe Serviceable. Chloe. So Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was great in it. They were both great yeah. in it. Julianne I Moore liked it, but I just the other one's so iconic to me. It's tough for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that I feel like they chose this timing to do, to remake Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, bullying what? and shaming epidemic with iPhones. Well, the, there's the there's the bullying epidemic. <laughs> Brian's now. like, yep. Right. I mean, there's the bullying epidemic now, and then at the same time, like if you go back and you look at the '70s, there was that whole like there was a feminist movement going on, and right. it was the mm-hmm. power of women, right, and yes. and the concept of like the scorned female kind of thing, and yeah, and and so I think there's a there's a certain. Um, 
commonality to that theme it's now. It's universal but... that teenagers are assholes and we have Dude, to teenagers kill them. are assholes. Well, I mean, I think... <laughs> <laughs> we must kill them all. You no, know, let's not go that far. Yeah. Children are the future. <laughs> not according to Wes Craven. <laughs> I may have mentioned this a year ago or so, but I saw a documentary about like the nature of horror films and like mm-hmm. the, the journey of them. The trend. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing about any horror film is that the original is always and I might be just repeating what I just said five minutes ago, but there, there's always some like statement that someone's trying to make with a, sure. a horror film sure. that is lost in the remake because yeah. the remake is just like, oh, I love the first one so much. I just wanted to, to I just wanted to be the one who made it, basically. Right. It's mm. kind of you know, artist I masturbation. I wonder if that'll happen with Hostel, and they're like, well, when they remade Hostel, the whole like stop kids from international travel theme just <laughs> wasn't there. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like that oh movie's god. only thing was like, wow. don't like. It's gonna scare your kids into not going to Europe. Oh my god! What if someone made one about Brexit? Like, Brexit. The, <laughs> like all of a sudden, like all of the, like the, the there's yeah. like a crazy rural killer from like you know the the country in England, and then they but they can't get out of the country because uh, they're stuck because they can't get into the ah, rest of Europe. You need a visa. <laughs> what do you guys think about this Blair Witch sequel that's Ooh, coming out? Yeah, I didn't. See, so it's shit. a sequel. Is it, it a sequel? It's I thought not it was a reboot. reboot. I thought it was a sequel. Hmm. Well, they uh, made checking. a sequel already. They just called checking. the Blair Witch, right? So it's just a. Se- it's just. A is it a, Is it a reboot? Yeah, is it a remake? It's a reboot. Ooh, that's a, that's. A, or is it a prequel reboot, about the Blair reboot Witch? Reboot and a remake are the same. It can only get better. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. The Blair Witch Project was such a delicious. So okay, Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. Oh goddamn. Oh my that god. That was good. So <laughs> according to I um according to Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, Blair Witch is at a thirty six percent. But then again. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is under heavy scrutiny now because a lot of movies oh. with low ratings have gotten very high audience it's yeah. percentages. It's a fucking of a classic, though. The, like, the top critic reviews, the one that pops up right away, says, not so much a remake or a reboot as a fairly uninspired remix. See? See? Oh. You can't hit every, magic every... twice like that, man. Not especially with Blair I mean, the first Blair Witch didn't scare me at all. But it was this, ingenious. At the, at the end of this one, we got 65 people all standing in a corner all creepy. <laughs> it's not just that. It's that the Blair Witch movie launched the found footage genre of, of horror films. So it's, yeah. you can't. Iconoclast. Exactly, you can't, exactly. You can't re have lightning stri- no, strike twice. The Witch, Ooh, the on witch the other hand, which we've talked about before. Fucking scary as all get out. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. See, being able to be successful with that is incredibly fucking difficult. Well, so what's, what I find really interesting, so if you want to look at kind of like this uh, evolution of horror movies, I feel like we had Blair Witch, found footage became a big thing. We Then people did a series of remakes. There was like a wave of remakes that came out. And then scary yeah. movie and then, came out. <laughs> right. And then we went into, but then I think we went into the things like um, like The Conjuring and, and Annabelle and stuff mm-hmm. like that right now where it's like there's yeah. a sense of like a classic haunted house feel to it. Like yep. Amityville yep. Horror. Let's talk about that remake in a yes. second, by the way. I was just mentioning it. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds' Six Pack. Oh, yeah. That deserves an entire episode unto itself. Yes, it does. <laughs> thank, um, you, Bla- thank you, Blade 3. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But like that Amity, like, or kind of that haunted house kind of throwback to like cl- like a classic style of horror yeah. movies. Yeah, the con. I was excited about that. And then why? Are, like, then why are we trying to go back to? Found yeah, but the, did again? you see the Conjuring two though? They used a, James Wan used a lot of the same elements, but yeah. after mm-hmm. the first Conjuring, it's like you can't continue to do that. Those jump scares. Once you see once you see that style of filmmaking enough, the jump scares they you lose the ability to yeah. be afraid from That's, them. After no, a while. I, I you see them coming. I only saw The Conjuring once and was oh, not about to go see time. the sequel because it's 
scared the pee out of me. <laughs> I I yeah. screamed my That's head off in the theater. It, it was terrifying. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah. why I love the Evil Dead remake so much because it takes a lot for me to wince and turn away from the from the camera yeah. and that movie successfully does it on more than one mm-hmm. occasion yeah yeah and the conjuring the first one made me jump more than any movie uh and uh, i was gonna say it was the scariest movie i saw since the exorcist but it was for different reasons because the exorcist didn't have a whole lot of jump scares it was more just like brooding like the timing of how long they let and the sounds that they had like the sound of the uh the x-ray machine yeah when she sends her daughter through the x-ray machine stuff uh-huh. like that that really grabbed you yeah, yeah. but I, i'm hope what what where do you think they're going with it now? I mean, for remakes, what do you think they're going to start remaking now? Well, Roxy and I were just talking about this in Vegas. Uh, Exorcist is supposed to be getting remade for Fox. Uh-huh. For a TV series. Uh, yep. That's, yep, yep, yep. It's one of those untouchable movies, though. I know. And you also, know? like, why are you doing it on, on a, you know standard network when why aren't you putting it on like Be premium so cable good on premium cable yeah, on why premium aren't they, cable aren't they... they could probably do something more interesting Fuck with it yeah yeah i think we're going to be seeing a lot of more comic book adaptations you think so hmm. so a lot of a lot of tv series mm-hmm. um i think that horror genre is really good in a serialized format okay um and a lot of comic books that are out there have a really good just I guess, treatment on mm-hmm. the horror genre. Well, and I think, yeah, and that's actually to be, like, kind of fair where we look at, um, since, you know, TV's, like, hit this renaissance for the past mm-hmm. several years, right? Yeah. Um, we look at The Walking Dead mm-hmm. as a horror TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even even though it was only three seasons, the success of Penny Dreadful as a horror TV yeah. show. American Horror Penny... Story? Yeah, American, American Horror, horror Story, story obviously. But then again, I'd be afraid of oversaturating. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Because I think that's fair. like I think that's one thing where um, I know a lot of people who watch horror movies all the time do not get scared from them at all because they watch horror movies all the damn time. Right. Yep. I don't watch horror movies me. that frequently, but when I do, oh my god, I get sucked in like that. You know. So yeah. there is this new series on I believe it's uh, Cinemax or it could be Stars. I can't because they had the pre they had the uh, pilot on HBO. Um, and it has uh, Patrick Fugit in it. He's the he's the lead. And oh, I know what you're talking about. The writer yeah. of The Walking Dead. It, he wrote the pilot. Okay. Um, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. I think it's was not... it HBO? I thought it was a Showtime. Show. Well, it, it, for some reason it premiered on HBO and then they it, like went to show. I think HBO was like promoting it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember what it's for the life of me. I watched the pilot. I really liked it. It was a it was a paranormal um, uh, possession story right really hmm. fucking scary really fucking good uh i need you guys need to come back to me on that because i have to mention it again it's just like a really good example of modern horror in a televised format being really successful and i wish it had yeah. more like uh viewership because it's really yeah. underrated um, what about super cheap like okay these are two of my favorites recently and i think we could see more of these and i'd be happy like where they remake something, but it's something really horribly cheesy, but they keep it cheesy, like Piranha and Piranha Double D, <laughs> which were just like crazy horrible or on my purpose. My bloody Valentine 3D oh or Sharknado. Yeah. Sharknado, oh, you guys. See, I'm all aboard on Sharknado, and people just call me an idiot <laughs> so much. Sharknado. So the the comic book I was talking about and the the TV show is called Outcast, mm. and it's on Outcast. Cinemax. Mm. Um, it's been yeah, on... Cinemax because they are owned by. HBO. Exactly. That's why I was confused with the Showtime thing earlier. It's it's created by Robert Kirkman. Okay. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shit. like, they literally, what they do, what's so successful is they literally do almost shot for shot of panels in the comic book. Oh, interesting. On film. Interesting. Mm. And it's so fucking well done. Yeah. It <laughs> was interesting. I know, right? Like, horror comics. So, I mean, there's nothing like them. They're great. So, yeah, I want to ask you guys, what do you think are, like, uh, in uh, of your, you know, recent-ish memory or whatever, say the past 10 years, what do you think are the best remakes to come out? Fuck. I mean, I don't know if this is the past 10 years, but I really did like the Amityville Horror remake. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. It was a really good one. And I think yeah. because the original Amityville Horror was was good and yeah. scary, you but like, like, I'm, I'm, took I mean, it up how a notch. are we going to qualify? Just a completely subjective opinion. Okay. Uh, the Last House on the Left. You really enjoyed that mm. one. Okay, tell me why. Um, okay, this is going to be kind of a fucked up reason, but um, I'm going to say the rape scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredibly graphic. To the point of it was incredibly disturbing, but it was so graphic and so disturbing, I couldn't look away. Yeah. Okay. And the shock value, the horror value, the performances were so fucking realistic. Like, I, 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 I felt powerless. It was traumatizing. What? Yeah. yeah, it was well, fucking traumatizing. So let's let's talk about that for a second, because vi- bridging into that kind of like horror comic book genre. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard that there's stirrings that they're going to be making a remake of The Crow. Ooh! Oh. Ooh. Yes! Yes! Oh, but that that movie was such a, a snapshot in time, yeah. and then the, the story, and then the Brandon Lee story behind it, and it's I know. Just, how? Wouldn't you love the sequel, though? The sequel was well, I'd, I'd love to see a version of it where that's more subtle, that doesn't beat you over the head with every single moment, which is how I feel about the old Crow now. Mm. You know, yeah. it's just so in your face. I want to see a more subtle version of it. I wouldn't mind seeing a new crow. I wow. would love to see a new crow. One without yeah. Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Yo, Roxy, how, Last House on the Left. So before they even made that remake, I was a big fan of the original because it was like, it, I remember up. reading something where Wes Craven was like, it, like I am, I still think I pushed the, the envelope too far with that movie, especially for the time. Because it came out in like 1976. And there's some parts in that movie where it gets kind of hokey, especially with the two cops where yeah. they try to make it look a little too more, like if the tone changes too much. Yeah. But when you get to the later parts, it, like with the rape scene that you're talking about, and yeah. when they, when they're, the way that they kill a couple people near uh-huh. the end of it, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. The moments mm-hmm. in the original were really fucked up and really, really eerie, like you were saying. And so I haven't seen the new one because I like the old one so much. Yeah. But beca- I was afraid that they were going to cut s- stuff like that. No, you know what they did. I'm not going to see it. They're not going to push the envelope. No, they fucking did it, and they pushed it so far. They ripped the envelope in half. Like Garrett Dillahunt is the villain, and oh my fucking god! I mean, this guy's a comedian, but the where the depths that he went to with this character, I mean, chilling, chilling. So with the the so with that comparison, how do you feel about the Hills Have Eyes remake compared to the original? (laughs) I've seen both of those. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that into it. No, the original Hills Have Eyes fits perfectly for the time. And really? It is hokey in parts, but still pretty creepy and suspenseful. But the new one, I was like, uh, we've seen too much of that now, especially with video games. We're like, oh, yeah, people melting because of nuclear fallout. Yeah, yeah see, that shit doesn't yeah. – I'm, I'm not into it. I'm not into yeah. it. Like, you told me, like, wrong turn. You guys remember wrong turn? Oh, no. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no. wrong turn. So how long do you think it's going to be before – the contemporary horror, the torture porn, more horror films yeah. like Saw 
or mm-hmm. like you said, Hostel or The Witch or even The Strangers. Like, how long mm. do you think it's going to be? I wouldn't before call. Th- I wouldn't call The Strangers torture porn. I no, would. no. I'm no, saying, but the contemporary horror films. Sure, I should say. okay. Sorry. Or, or Paranormal Activity. Paranormal mm. Activity, exactly. Before yeah. we remake those contemporary horror films, I want to see full fledged remakes of the following. <clears throat> I know what you did last summer. Mm. Jeepers Creepers. Mm. I want them to remake and make those movies good. And but this like is the part where I get sad that 1990 was 20 years ago. But I'm, I'm oh, curious know, to know right? what the time, how long do you think it'll be before they make it? Five years? Because a couple of these movies are. But then that, that makes me think about how, like, the fact that they're remaking all these movies from the specific time frame of the 70s. How there's mm-hmm. that sort of pull to remake those specific movies from that specific time well, frame and I think because the, it was the 70s. Well, it was the 70s. Well, then set them. The reason why the 70s was so popular as a horror time is because it was the advent of the true slasher flick. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, that maybe that how long it is is what, when, when did Blair Witch come out? 1998? Yeah. yeah. There's your timing because now they're remaking Blair Witch. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so, and that's because that's yeah. the, the, the founding the, of found, found footage. footage. The yeah. tone so. of horror movies from the 90s was way more campy than it I is, think. Yeah, because and nobody... more comedy and less good quality. Yeah, I don't think, they're, yeah. I don't think they'll ever remake Scream. Like, the TV series is about as far as it's going to go. Yeah, right? probably. Scream Queens? I, um, well, I'm... you can't remake Scream because, like Roxy said, it, it fits into the time. It was a parody of the ones that had become before right. that. Well, apparently the TV time. show on MTV is scarier, and they changed the ghost face a little bit. It's someone who mm. Is inspired by the stories. Who is continuing? Oh, okay. oh, I thought you were talking about Scream Queens. No, no, there's there no, there no, actually Scream different. TV series oh, on MTV. It's on, yeah. yeah, it's on well, MTV. It's, and and I kind of wonder, like, when are we going to start getting like better remakes of the remakes? So like, yeah. <laughs> so like we look at Do-overs. like, so Do-over. yeah, yeah. So we look at like House on Haunted Hill, right? Yep. So the original oh, yeah. original is like a super intense. There's only really one big jump movie where it's like it's all suspense and it's Vincent Price and you know it's you know right. it's like very total, 1950s very 1950s, 1950s classic yeah. and then we got the the Famke Jansen and Jeffrey Russ and Chris K. Diggs Ka- version Chris Kattan was the star of that movie oh my god and it was weird and I, okay I will admit it was 1999 I will admit that movie freaked me out but it was yep. mo- it was mostly because of the visuals and not because of the concept yeah the guy who had his nose and and eyes sewn over that was kind of yeah no it was the biggest one that got me was they were watching like security footage and like the freaking surgeon comes out and he just like does the crazy head shake thing oh my god that freaked me out there's also a a really fucked up post-credit scene where it's like oh god jeffrey rush is being and famke are basically being massacred and jeffrey rush is like watching and like they they go very closely on his eyes as it's all happening it's very, very. It was freaky. Yeah, yeah. but Intense. it wasn't. But I wouldn't say it was a good remake. I wouldn't say it was one that was was true to the original so content. I think and instead of remakes, just stick with homage, like what they're doing mm-hmm. with American Horror Story. Okay, sure. I think that's a really successful. Homage format. is fine. Absolutely, just, fine. just come up with something original. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I would love um, to just see take credit where credits due. I, the thing is, like, I would love to see maybe I don't know. I, I want to say supernatural, but supernatural characters are kind of their own thing and they're really hard to label as horror movies anymore like yeah. you can't really say a vampire movie is a horror movie anymore it's just it's a vampire movie yep. yeah. but i would love yeah. to see if someone could actually make a vampire movie scary again mm. oh that'd be interesting um, let the right one in or some let let or sure let, or let me in which is mm-hmm. of course the american i think that'll that'll remake. be tough we'll have to wait for like the uh the romanticism which started with Anne rice novels and sort mm-hmm. of was continued much later on with twilight yeah where they're like no they're just like people too and uh-huh. they well, just happen to live here with us like if they then, get back to the roots like, i mean we, something like 
redo Bram Stoker's Dracula. They could remake that shit and do it much better because yeah. Coppola's was good, but you cannot have Keanu Reeves and you can have better production. Value. Yeah, the thing is, though, that <laughs> the, the romanticism you. of vampire stories goes all the way back to the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. And that's what made them accessible They yeah. they when they stopped being just ghost stories. So... That's really hard to separate well, it, them. So and that and that's interesting because it's it made it accessible because it was um well, a totally different era, right? Where right. so mm-hmm. in, when you look at the Victorian and Edwardian areas where these stories are coming out of, it's very buttoned up, socially very taboo. Re- very repressed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And even though there was totally Victorian porn, <laughs> by the well, way. Well, oh, yeah. por- and, porn actually became pornography in the yeah, Victorian era. Exactly. It was just exactly. But there mm-hmm. was but so there's that whole level of of breaking social taboos and kind of crossing over. I mean, if you look at at you know Dracula and stuff like that, it is it can get pretty pornographic if you think of it on a psychological yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think where we're at as a society right now, which makes you know the vampires kind of hard, is because we're so used to seeing titties and gore in horror movies these days yeah. that it. It's constantly having to one up that I would I am kind of on board with you. Like I would like to see a retraction into something more of a psychological. I think the titties have gone away though. That's more eighties. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, because well, ultimately, what you make it about is you make it about. I mean, really, is you have to make it about sexual assault. Yeah. And that's making it more of the slasher. Like these, these mm-hmm. women are attacked. They're not yeah. lured in. Well, and which is why I think Penny Dreadful was a successful turn. Yeah. yeah. Because it was. I mean, it was. The woman, like, woman was a primary victim, but at the same time, there was this whole other thing of the woman is the one who saves the day. She's yeah. the one who, who is the one who's strong enough to beat this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I would, I, you know, obviously there's a whole other topic to be talked about when you talk about um, female victims in horror um, mm-hmm. and what that says about society. But oh, yeah. I, f- I feel like there's a lot to, I, I don't know. I I think that the, the horror genre does need a new renaissance. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are definitely areas that can be explored that people are not comfortable talking about. Um, how about male sexual assault? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, they're just because, trying to do, because, do that with American Crime Story on TV. But well, yeah, because all they're going to do, like, it's hard for people to do that and take it seriously and not just make deliverance jokes, you know? Right. So it's like... Exactly. So I, but I am totally, totally on board with you there because that's a whole other subject of things that doesn't get talked about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I keep thinking about um that Guillermo del Toro horror movie, this gothic romance that just came out with Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. I saw that. It was that. very much a cookie cutter ghost story. It was totally underwhelming. It was, but at the same time, conceptually, I could understand what he was going for. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it, it was, was a gorgeous movie, and it yeah, it was a cookie cutter ghost story up until you get to the incest part. Well, but... So yeah, well, so what's the what's the the theme you think he was going for? What do you think it was his commentary? He was trying to go for a gothic romance. Gothic I, romance. I think it okay. was just trying to tell a story with. of a gothic romance. Yes. But it was promoted but as a horror movie beca- because marketers don't know what the hell or they're doing. Ghost story. Yes. Well, yeah, and that's what yeah. Guillermo del Toro is known for. Right. Yeah, studio so. marketers are dipshits but Guillermo del Toro is a storyteller and he was going with truly what you would have I mean to a certain extent the whole idea of of this secret that's kept in an attic is very Jane Eyre Mm. so I mean it was it was almost literary Hmm. (laughs) more flowers in the attic right exactly a little little bit so you know what we we didn't go around though Roxy you said what your favorite of all the newer remakes was Mm -hmm, yeah Sarah what's yours Oh, um, I think I said Amityville Horror. Wasn't The Haunting a remake? 
The Haunting, the haunting was, was a remake, a remake of, of The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting yeah. of Hill House, yeah, which yeah. was also a play, a stage play. Yeah, that one that one creeped me out. Yeah. But Sean, what about you? Uh, Evil Dead is hands down my favorite remake of all of them because of how gross it is and because <laughs> of how I noticed after the second viewing that they flip it around a lot because the uh, the two females that get possessed are actually the ones that are torture porning or like torturing the guys. Yep. Mm. So the guys get it the worst in that, which I thought was great because I've always kind of took me a while though, but I was like, why is it always just like young women that are getting murdered mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and all these? Right? So going back to Dracula, what mm-hmm. we need to make vampires not vampires relevant again, but that's story relevant again is we need a three-hour dramatic slash horror epic about Vlad the Impaler. Not mm. the, the romanticized Dracula story, but the actual story. That's what, what we do in the shadows right. is for. Yeah, right? <laughs> Leave me to do my dark beating on the internet. <laughs> right? Or, or or even better, like, do like a, do like a, a reimagining of Vlad the Impaler meets like Elizabeth of Bath Ooh. who like you know <gasps> used to like bathe in the blood of virgins no. yes no. yes oh my god so yeah. he's killing them and then t- taking drinking yeah. part of their blood and then giving the rest can of we do a her. casting so I want one of the Kates okay definitely a Kate what, which one Beckinsale Blanchett uh, <laughs> Winslet no right yeah Winslet. Blanchett um, yeah. for Vlad Bosworth I think I think uh, 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 Fastbender. <laughs> no, Fastbender. Fastbender is a much better choice. Fastbender. Fastbender and Kate and 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 Blanchett. Oh yeah, that could be interesting. That, that would, would be, be fucking beautiful, that would, dude. And Guillermo del Toro directed. Del Toro directing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think the the that'd be so artsy. What, what would make people uncomfortable? I think that maybe if if they really were like artful, but also very relentless with the like bleeding somebody out that's oh God, that's yeah. a fucking disturbing yeah. thing to oh, see happen me. so yeah, you have a you want to have a really great solid cast well-known cast perfectly acted the story's still good but at the same time it also shows you horror gore oh, so yeah. that it forces people to take it more seriously well yeah. i also those movies like evil dead things like that that are super gory and bloody are notoriously hard to make Really mm-hmm. big, good actors don't want to do those because they're fucking miserable experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think yeah. we need to go backwards with gore. Because now we see everything. Yeah. There's, I mean, you look at like Shaun of the Dead, which I know is a comedy. <sighs> like when you see a guy literally get pulled apart. Torn apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Torn apart. That's as gory as you could possibly fucking get. And it's kind of like, guess granted it's a bit of a comic beat, but at the same time, it's it's not there anymore. The no. shock value of mm-hmm. that, the why it's no. there in the first place. Isn't... So to well, me, it's... it's, it's to your point, it's like when you watch Game of Thrones now mm-hmm. and somebody dies and you're just like, God, somebody else died. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even think about it anymore. It's just totally. moving on. What's to- happening in the story now? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think what we have to do is, I, I very much believe that you trying to cover it up you in your own head will come up with something way more terrifying mm. than anything that can be done on screen. And I said this the first time we talked about horror movies years ago, that that's what you, you can still show a little, right? Yeah, but yeah. you gotta get like you gotta get people to imagine it themselves because that's gonna what's gonna scare the fuck out of them. Which is what happened with me in Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I and, and sleep I, the night when I came home after the movie. No, I totally agree. I uh, the the two movies that scared me the most in recent memory in theaters is Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. and The Conjuring. Yeah. And neither of those were particularly gory. Nope. Nope. And and the biggest part about the conjuring that that scared me were the freaking hands that came out of nowhere and the clapping and the yeah. yep. you so know it's all about planting a seed in your subconscious yeah. and yeah. fucking shit up yeah. for you from there. Yeah. For the record, I don't have a favorite remake because I'm not 
I'll be honest, I'm not well-versed enough on this Did you watch The Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro? I did, but I never saw the original. Mm. That's the crazy part. The Wolfman from the original, the Wolfman that was recreated was beautiful as far as like a visual was, but it was very underwhelming. Oh, completely, but it was Well, we're about to see the Universal Monsters get rebooted. I keep hearing about it, how they're all going to bring them back and then team them up almost like the Well, the Dracula Untold was supposed to be part of that. that. Dracula Untold was really Well, I mean, they've already done a Universal Monster team up and that was in Abbott and Costello yeah, Abbott Frankenstein. And Costello Frank, it's, it's true. <laughs> and I'm I'm like no joke looking at the picture right now on the <laughs> on and the it's wall. It's true. It's got the Wolfman, it's got like I'm pretty sure it's Monster Squad. No, well no. But it was and like in that one it was quite literally um uh Dracula found Frankenstein and was bringing Frankenstein back. Yeah. <laughs> or Frankenstein's monster to clarify. The ghost season. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, you it's can't the, the ultimate crossover. And, and then there was, the and then the Wolfman was in there too. Wow. <laughs> you know what I think we should have? Honestly. Butts. And I think I might have said this before too, but fuck it. Remake Creature of the Black from the Black Lagoon. Ooh. Oh, really? Do Creature. Why not? Uh, it could be a good on sci-fi. I mean, if they can yeah, remake... Could. You, you, could, you guys remember you when sci-fi was doing an spin on it. If they can remake The Thing, they can remake... And The Fall. Oh my god, Black don't Lagoon. mention that fucking Thing remake, Brian. The, the first Thing... Which one? ...is awesome. Because <laughs> The Thing is a remake of The Thing. It's coming out soon, isn't it? Well, so Kurt the, Russell the Thing is, is a remake of is The Thing canon. from Outer Space. Um, and then The Thing no. that we saw a couple years ago was a remake of The Thing. No, I'm thinking of It. Thinking it. of It. Oh, but that's also We haven't even talked about The Fly... Yeah, Ooh. which remake is so much better? Wait, which the what fly was the original Jeff, fly? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Well, I loved the yeah. Jeff the Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum one. one was a remake of like a 1950s like matinee horror movie. Shut up! It was. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, come oh, on, mind blown. Movie, you know what I want to see? I want to see someone actually make the one that was in um in the movie matinee Mant. Mm. Mant. <laughs> What's Mant? Mant was supposed to be so. What are this? So the movie, the movie uh, matinee, brilliant. It's set in the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's made in the nineties, but it's set in the Cuban Missile Crisis, where everyone's afraid of getting nuked today. Moment, and uh, John Goodman plays kind of like a, an American Hitchcock kind of character who makes this film, and he's using all of the the gimmicky like buzzers in your seats, and he's coming up with this whole specialized new way of being able to look at horror movies. And the movie he's making is Mant, which is about a guy who gets bitten by a radioactive ant. Nice. And he literally becomes a man ant. So they call it Mant. Oh my god. Oh my god. See, I was I you know, I was totally thinking, I'm like, oh, what do I want to see remade? And then I'm like, Day of the Triffids. I'm like, no, wait, they tried that. It was called The Happening and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. What? No, ma'am, we're not. (laughs) Oh my god. Made me want I'm to lay teacher, down in front of the lawnmower. Believe? I'm Mark Wahlberg. Not only am I a teacher, but in this new Transformers movie, I'm a genius who like builds things like with science. How do you mother for me? Anita Wahlberger. Um, oh, we were by, we went by Wahlberg. We did go yeah, by Wahlberg did, yeah. in Vegas. Didn't buy anything yeah. though. Yeah. Good shit, guys. Good. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Hey, if uh, you saw the happening and you also wanted to lay down in front of an active lawnmower, um, <laughs> let us know. Um, why don't we get the feedback? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Listener feedback. Yeah. We have one piece of feedback that we actually wow. did get in mid-August uh, uh, um, that we, uh, we're we just getting to now. Apologies for that. One. Uh, one piece of feedback. Uh, 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 and it uh. comes to us from Norway. Oh. From a, a gentleman named Einar. And I think I'd like Sarah to read it. Uh, right. Greetings from Sarpsborg, Norway, to all use nerds. God, I love it that people are now doing plural U forms. Use guys. Um, 
I've been listening to you guys for about a year now, and I figured it was about time to thank you for all the hours of great listening. At the moment, I'm using you hard for hours on end while I'm renovating the barn on my family farm to host my wedding there. You is us as hard as you want, Einar. That's fucking awesome. You is us very yep. hot. Uh, I'm telling you, a hun- I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, a hundred-year-old barn is really full of shit. <laughs> I'm not even surprised. Uh, but anyway, as a museum guide at a Viking Middle Ages museum, I started with NOH and found the facts and humor the way you guys present it to be perfect. And then I moved over to NOF, and it's fucking great. My oh. quiz team wants me to thank you guys for making the movie nerd for making me the movie nerd on the team. <laughs> nice. Um, and NOH helped me get. Uh, at least one better grade on my latest exam. Nice. Nice. I listened to your episode on the Jacobites. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. That's nerds on history stuff. Uh, I do have a suggestion for a double or double, uh, as you put it. <laughs> I do have a suggestion for a double NOH or NOF episode. Or, so a crossover, basically. Or complementing episodes. Nice. Um, the Vikings. <gasps> and the awful and stupid way Viking culture is shown on film. Uh, Eric the Viking. <laughs> he said, by the way, Sarah, I think you will find the gender equality in Viking society really interesting. Yeah. Uh, particularly the shield maidens. Yes. If any nerds or nerdlings find themselves up in Norway, hit me up and I will give you a free Viking slash Middle Ages tour in the Sar- Sarpsborg area. I'm so down for that. The city turned 1,000 years old oh this year. Oh my God. Holy shit, you guys. Isn't it great to like be in a place that has so much history that didn't 10, get completely uh, trampled? Yes. <laughs> I'm so down. Um, Let's do it. He nerds, says, thanks for all the hours. Nerds in Norway. Thanks for all the hours and keep up the good work, Einar. P.S. Sean, I'm currently making my own wedding beer 200 liters oh nice yep. oh my god awesome. awesome i wish i'd made a special beer for my wedding but you know me it would have been like Prostitute 18 percent alcohol a <laughs> lot of hops maybe a little bit of bill cosby cocktail in there oh, <laughs> yes, i was gonna it, say what is that like it has notes of marijuana and rufalin 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 and the tears of 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 heartbroken angels <laughs> yep mm-hmm <laughs> So anyway, how do you break an angel's heart? I don't Wait, know. let's get into this. Roxy, <laughs> do they have organs like us? How like do you talk to an angel? Just make a Mormon cry. <laughs> it's easy to make a Mormon cry. Just remind them that they have a lot more wives. It's like that's how many opinions you have to deal with on a, on any day. Wow, any day. Oh, but um, thank you, 1960 stand-up We're comic. So hard to yeah. not get into the show. Dad, comic right. Sean. This is the thing about Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. So anyway, um, if you are a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness and you ha- so weirdly happen to be listening to this show and you want to give Sean some feedback, please do. You can go to nerdonomy.com and click that talk to Send us button. Send me a watchtower. <laughs> or you can hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You will find us on there. Just search for Nerdonomy. Um, and while you happen to be kicking around on our website, if you feel so generous and you want to click the donate button and give us a little something, something, uh, it'll help, uh, keep this train a running. Cause we are in the process of trying to buy a new computer, um, because ours is a little on its last legs. Uh, so if you want to keep getting good content, 
that would be absolutely lovely if you could donate a little bit to us. Otherwise, the best thing you can do is spread the word of nerd. Give us a review on iTunes. It will help boost our searchability, which means yep. we will get more listeners. Yeah. We'd really, really appreciate that. Or just tell your friends or uh, I don't know. Do all the above. Tell your yeah. enemies. Yeah. Tell your enemies. Haunt your ex-lovers. When you tell your enemies, use inverted language saying, you know what, this podcast, it fucking sucks. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. I want yeah. nobody else to listen to it. Yeah. And here's, then they'll do the Here's opposite. what you can do. Um, just uh, write nerdonomy on your genitals and then start sending pictures to everybody you know. And yes. even some people you don't. Just like the death grip. And album. I'm sure that will get the word of nerd out there if you're, somehow. If your they congressman pick. happens to be... Well, actually, no, he's not a congressman. Nope. Anymore. Damn it. I was going to say Anthony Weiner. It's like, send him to Anthony Weiner because he likes yeah. sending his dick out pictures yep, to him. Joanna to the Weiner. Send them to him. Yep. So that's or instead of voting, no, <laughs> no, 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 do your civic duty and vote, <laughs> and listen to nerds on film while you're voting. Well, exactly. <laughs> Walk into that voting center with your earbuds. Yeah, on. this is our last episode before the election, so we'll see oh. you on the other side, folks. Hopefully, we still have a country left. God, right? Yeah, we'll Save see us. if we're allowed to have this anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't take office until January, oh, so gosh. I mean, there's there's just that interperiod of fuck. But um, we should do an episode. I like interperiod. It sounds like a horror movie about menstruation. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. It's presidential movies. Interperiod. Yeah. All the president's men JFK. wag the dog. Um. Um. I oh God. Like first. First daughter. Yeah. Yeah. What? No, no, <laughs> My date with the first president's kid. daughter. Wait, 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 wait. What was that? What was the one with? No. Fucking... First. First daughter. I think was. <laughs> yeah. But you know. I know yeah, yeah, oh, no, she's no. chasing liberty. No, chasing... No, there's that. Yeah, yeah. But what's the one with fucking Shaq? No, oh not Shaq. God. Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. First kid. First kid. First kid. Yes. First kid. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. We should totally. I'm do like, that. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a okay, minute. Okay. So favorite presidential movies. Okay. I think that is definitely on the docket in November. And and then a dramatic Nixon. reading of son-in-law. Son-in-law. <laughs> a dramatic reading of so son-in-law Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. and presidents. We got right. you guys. Yep. All right. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> We're making America great again. Yes, we are. The nerd way. Yep. All right. Awesome. Oh my gosh, this is we're, we're ending a little early, but you know what? That's fine because it is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episodes. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Stay spooky and go out there and vote. Huge. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you shouldn't say during sex. I can smell your filthy soul.